If you listen and enjoy our show, we're in the middle of a fundraising drive. So if you could go to the Bill Show, go and press the patron button, you can sponsor us. And that would help pay for stuff. Click the patron button. You'll be glad you did. You'll get a nice warm feeling down in the bottom of the cockles of your heart. And now, on with the show. Hello, it's Bernie here. Evidently, Bill and Randy want me to tell you people that you shouldn't listen to the show at work or in front of kids because they're swearing. Swearing in the show. There's a few fucks, a few shits. And some words I can't even pronounce. And I'm almost sure that they are drunk, but they're still not part of the 2%. What are they going to play now? Loud music? Jesus, I don't need this crap. I can't tell you how glad I am to see you because oh. I can see you yes. and hear your voice. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Do you know? Do you, do you know why? Why? Because the world is coming to an end. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome, folks. It's your it's your monthly fun that you have. <laughs> Yeah. When you when you when it's the end of days. Yeah. When we... it's the, the end of days podcast. It's yeah, always but, the last episode. Yeah, a bunch of <laughs> bunch of foreigners sitting there going, "It's all going to end on Tuesday." All right, good night, everybody. Sleep well. Kiss the kids. You know. <laughs> no, I mean, it, you know, I'll tell you something. You, you I, 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 Brady, twenty thousand, thirty thousand, a hundred thousand COVID cases. We're we're doing American numbers now. Not the dead, but just a lot of infections. I'm telling you, man. I'm thinking to myself, really. This, the, the seriously, the thing is, if I, if I took a job on suicide highlight right now, I, I'd kill more people than Paul Pod. You know? <laughs> seriously. Can you drive a truck? Can you drive a truck? <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you what's going on. All right, here in uh, lovely uh, tell Melbourne. Me, tell me what's going on at the Bill Show, show number two eight seven. That's right. Okay. Well, listen. I'm I'm sitting in my room here, and uh, it's about fucking three hundred degrees out there. No, uh, it's thirty degrees centigrade in my which is about my one, neck of the woods. Which is and you're one. you're actually thirty centigrade. Yeah, okay, what's that? 90, 90, 90. Mammoth, it's 90 degrees outside, and it's like 7 yeah. o'clock at night. So yeah. 8 o'clock. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, it's crappy. And uh, I'm waiting for my uh, – uh, by the way, our prime minister, uh, you know, our Scotty prime minister. From marketing, Scotty from marketing, yeah. Scotty from marketing is our prime minister, by the way. You, you, if you're listening in the United States, our prime minister is kind of like, I don't know, if uh, you infuse Trump into a real estate salesman, you know, he's kind of like that. You know, you know, he's the guy. He's the guy that basically sells you the asbestos house and then takes off. You know, you can't. Oh, who's responsible? Well, it's not me. And he's been doing that kind of like that that cunning little thing that you do that Trump did. It's kind of like, well, it's not my problem. Let the yeah. states. How good is that? The states do it. And How now yeah. he is such a dishrag populist, you know, he's this little fascist. But anytime there's a popular issue, so when Yokovic or whoever this fucker who uh, plays Novak, 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 Novak Djokovic. Yeah, Djokovic, yeah. Yeah. Uh, when Novak Djokovic uh, kind of said, no, no, I'm not, I'm not taking a vaccine, but I really want to play in your 
yeah. you know, that tennis game in which I get millions of dollars and people love me. Uh, and and the Australian people got really pissed off about it. So immediately, sensing this is a populist issue, the dishrag prime minister didn't check the, the fact that actually he did have the right to come in the country. The judge did quash it and he gets caught looking like a dick. Um more that's, like a dick, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> well, it kind of is because there was another world war started in Sarajevo and we nearly had another one this week. Yeah, yeah, I when, know. When I know. Uh, Djokovic's dad uh, oh, God. spat the hand grenade, yeah. Well, here's the thing, you know, I just saw, uh, what's that film, uh, Don't Look Up. You know, and this yeah. is like this is one of like one of the fucking issues that preoccupies people near the end of days. <laughs> uh, can he play tennis? I'm not sure. Well, I don't. Meanwhile, the asteroids bearing down. Yeah, bearing down. <laughs> now I haven't seen it. Don't spoil it. No, no, it's a lot of fun. But you haven't seen you haven't seen being the Ricardos yet either. No, I haven't. I haven't. Oh, oh, oh Aaron Sorkin. I would have his babies. He's a, an amazing writer, amazing director. Who do you want to have sex with? No, no, I'll have his children. Who? Uh, you know, like a seahorse, you know. I'll yeah, but who them. are you talking about? Aaron Sorkin. Oh, right. I didn't get that. You know, I just said you wanting to have it off with something. And like no! Nicole Kidman, maybe. But <laughs> right, anyway. this is top-notch <laughs> podcasting at its best, ladies and gentlemen, and we're so glad you're here. When I not, love Lucy not, and she loves me. We're not dreaming we're of as fucking happy as we can be. Uh. <laughs> so here we go. Let's start with the news, ladies and gentlemen. It's the Let's news. have a news theme. With our fixer and post orchestra, ladies and gentlemen. Yep, oh. that's how it's done. Randy. Randy, we have uh, we have some pretty good news here today, and uh, here it is. This is the first news off the uh, Bill Show ticker tape tonight. Uh, President Joe Biden on Thursday marked the first anniversary of the January 6th insurrection by forcefully calling out former President Donald Trump for attempting to undo democracy, saying such an insurrection must never happen again. He also condemned those behind the January 6th uh, you know, insurrection as their actions were unconstitutional and that Trump was a liar. Reaction from conservatives was swift. Both Mitch McConnell and Ted Cruz, part of the Congressional Caucus that has been supportive of Trump, made statements to the media. Gee, golly, we never looked at like that, looked at it like that before. Hell, now we're all just kind of embarrassed. Another GOP heavyweight chimed in. Jesus, that was a tongue lashing. I can't tell you how much shame I feel. No, I haven't ever said it like that. Even the former president chimed in. I've seen the light. It was like my dad, who never loved me, talked to me, and wasn't a loveless sociopath. Jeepers, I'm just gosh darn sorry for everything I've done. Not just as a president. Before that, I was pretty much of a sociopathic monster as well. All of Washington has been changed by... Joe Biden's oratorial artistry from the White House. Fascist and proud boys choked the media and internet to apologize for being dicks. Rupert Murdoch has announced that he's only doing children's programming from now on. AOC was seen embracing a distraught Ted Cruz who wept screaming, I'm a worthless shit puppet. I'm so sorry. The speech has been cited. <laughs> as the only one of two uses of really strong language to stop a coup d'etat. The other one being, of course, in the third century BC, the Roman emperor Hadrian IV tried to use sarcasm and guilt against the Germanic hordes in the Holy Land. The siege lasted only 30 seconds, but reviews at the time said the emperor had made some fine rhetorical points before his entrails were fed to a den of wild badgers. Speaking of wild badgers, Randy, <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> Hi. Texas, <laughs> Texas Senator and walking Peter Laurie impression. Greek, <laughs> I know you find me repulsive. Ted Cruz ran into a bit of trouble by calling political extremists. Well, who, yeah, he ran into a bit of trouble by calling political extremists who kill people terrorists. 
Oh, no. This, of course, runs afoul of Fox News' resident political extremist and bowtie model, Tucker Carlson, <laughs> whose major demographic is 50 to 80-year-old political extremists who buy dick pills, which means it's time for... Yes, it's time for the Ted Cruz Dick Sucking Hour with yeah. Dick Special Sucky tonight, Tucker Carlson. Yes, the award goes to a man we here at the Bill Show like to call Carpet Burn Cruz. Here's a piece of political porn with the proper music. I wasn't saying that the thousands of peaceful protesters supporting Donald Trump are somehow terrorists. I wasn't saying the millions of, of, of patriots across the country supporting President Trump are terrorists. What you just said doesn't make sense. So if somebody assaults a cop, he should be charged and go to jail. I couldn't agree more. We have said that for years. But that person's still not a terrorist. Of course, it would be ridiculous for me to be saying that the people standing up and protesting to follow the law were somehow terrorists. I was talking about people who commit violence against cops. And you and I both agree, if you commit violence against cops, you should go to jail. I have referred to people who violently assault police officers as terrorists. I've done so over and over and over again. If you look at all the assaults we've seen across the country, I've called that terrorism over and over again. That being said, Tucker, I agree with you. It was a mistake to say that yesterday, and the reason is what you just said, which is we've now had a year of Democrats and the media twisting words and trying to say that all of us are terrorists, trying to say you're a terrorist, I'm a terrorist. Wow. Terrific. That is some first-class right-wing political pleasuring. Carlson, by the way, noted afterwards, that's the best political head job I've received from a meth-addled political whore from Texas. Cruz could not be reached as he had a big level, high level meeting and needed time to remove the pubic hair from his teeth. Uh, now we go to, I know, that's terrible. I, I, I hate myself. I do, I hate myself for that. You floss, do you floss? I, nah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I understand that Ted does as well. Goggle for old Ted. It's not like he hasn't had to do that in a hotel oh. bathroom before. Uh, oh, everybody <laughs> needs a good protein injection once in a while. Yeah, that's right. Now, going from the sinister reptilian to the absurd, Marjorie Taylor Greene, give us a round oh, of applause. <laughs> yes, she's the She's the comedy gift that keeps on giving, ladies and gentlemen. And now we find out that barely over a week ago, Georgia Congresswoman and maniac (laughs) Marjorie Taylor Greene had her personal Twitter account permanently banned for spreading misinformation about COVID-19. That's right. She falsely claimed that coronavirus uh, was causing an extremely... The vaccines themselves were causing an extremely high number of deaths. Uh, Her official congressional account remains active now. Now seeking new avenues to do the thing that's made her famous, she's leaning more heavily on her verified Instagram account, using it on Sunday to promote intervectin. You know that thing they give Iver, ivermectin <laughs> ivermectin Hor- yeah. hor- horsewormer yeah. yeah that's right when asked about our continued support for an unproven drug they used to deflate cattle as a covid she cure said- she cited medical proof she said i have a cousin in tupelo his 45 year old ex-veterinary student with bipolar disorder who swears he's cured not only isn't he isn't sick he hasn't had a tick or a leech or worms <laughs> in years. That's, that's pretty that's considering he lives in a hole. The senator swatted away a tick that was nesting in her nasal hair. Not only that, we've offered specials on our bleach products. You know, I figured I'd be sitting pretty after I invested three warehouses full of Clorox and Mr. Muscle. I got to move some stock here. I mean, how the hell else am I going to build my fucking swimming pool? You yeah, like that's it. Lighting? You like fluorescent lighting? You know how much of that shit I have? It's like, hello, I cashed in my 401k to build a build a building full of chlorine bleach and enough blue lighting for a fucking kiss concert. Fuck me. I'm selling this shit. 
Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, that was Marjorie Taylor Greene. Um, sorry. It was a bit of yeah. A She's very unsettled. She is. Uh, in other fucking shit, uh, toupee model and squirrely-headed, long-serving senatorial ferret, Rand Paul, decided oh. to continue. Yeah, you got to love him. Targeting a kindly doctor who helped a uh, cure AIDS. That's what Anthony Fauci did in his spare time when he wasn't saving us from the, you know, plague. And yeah. curing AIDS. Uh, until our five favorite long-suffering doctor actually decided it was enough bullshit from Rand Paul is basically funneling the crazies over to uh, Dr. Fauci, who's been threatened numerous times. His family's threatened. He's got an armed guard. And uh, Rand Paul uh, has been targeting him for money, basically, because every what? time he attacks Fauci, not only does it, you know, stimulate the uh, crazies to donate. It stimulates the crazies to, uh, they stopped someone in uh, Michigan, I think, the other day that had threatened three times to kill Fauci and was on his way to Washington with a fully loaded M16 to five magazines. Now, uh, Rand Paul keeps doing this shit because he didn't give a fuck because Rand Paul is uh, an easy, uh, rather evil fella. And that's why we decided we'd do our own little comical take right here on the irrepressible evil that is Rand Paul. I'm Peter Graves, and this is Biography. was in Pittsburgh where this world-class cunt was born. <laughs> he grew up a cunty little shithead and ran a congressional campaign for his father, who by coincidence was also a cunt. <laughs> However, it was only when he was elected to the Senate that he considered the possibility of being a, a world-class oh. cunt. <laughs> sure, he'd been cunty to people he knew on a local level, but how could you aspire to be on a level of cuntiness that would make those in a building full of selfish, amoral, soulless cunts look at him in wonder and awe as to the length and breadth of his true cuntiness. Let's go back and have a look at some of the art that Rand Paul has given us. Uh, his work of art was voting against aid to 9-11 first responders dying of cancer. You remember that one? Yeah. Well, let's take a look at John Stewart looking at this breathtaking display of the only one <laughs> who thought that people who went down to 9-11 and went into hell should die slowly with no fucking help. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you <laughs> our award winner. Here it is. John Stewart unleashing a stinging rebuke on Fox News. It's an abomination. After Republican Senator Rand Paul helped delay a bipartisan bill to extend compensation funding for 9-11 first responders and victims. So if John Stewart could read, maybe he'd read the bill and say, oh, my God, who would who in their right mind would vote for a bill that doesn't have a dollar amount in it? Paul argues he's not blocking the legislation, but was simply asking for a vote on an amendment to offset the cost. You know, there's some things that they have no trouble putting on the credit card, but somehow when it comes to the 9-11 first responder community, the cops, the firefighters, the construction workers, the volunteers, the survivors, all of a sudden, man, we got to go through this. The bitter back and forth comes just weeks after Stewart, an outspoken advocate for 9-11 first responders, blasted lawmakers. Your indifference costs these men and women their most valuable commodity. Time. Days later, retired NYPD Detective Luis Alvarez, who testified alongside Stewart, died. And today, news that firefighter Richard Driscoll became the 200th FDNY member to die from a 9-11-related illness. Truly a butt-rimming toe-rag for the ages, ladies and gentlemen. So we are here at the Bill Show, and we're humbled by a guy who, if this was 1939 Germany, he would not only hand out the towels, but demand a tip before they took a shower. Ladies and gentlemen, our low-life cunt of the year, Rand Paul. 
super cunt. And that's all I have, Randy. It is. If I have actually offended anyone, I'm damn sorry. <laughs> no, don't be sorry. <laughs> that's why the listener tunes in. It wants to wants oh, to be offended. Yeah. God. Oh man. I I just look at Rand Paul and I go. And I Rand like, Paul is. I, I look at those two people and I just go, oh my God, you know, th- th- this is the lowest of the low. And Mr. Turtle, Mr. Turtle's, you know, yeah. saying, oh, we've all got to work together. Oh, no, I want a filibuster. I want a filibuster. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens with a filibuster. I'm, I, you know, I, the one thing that I was, uh, uh, that I saw this, you, you know, when uh, Joe Biden did that um, thing on, on uh, you know, calling out Trump. A year later. Yeah. A year yeah. fucking late. Good. Good work, pal. Yeah. All right. Good. You know, well, it, was right. The an- it was the anniversary. It was the anniversary. Yeah. But he last week. Yeah. He should have gone, you know, I mean, seriously, now we're, it's like TikTok. It's like TikTok because what they're trying to do is, is wind down the clock. And if no one prosecutes before this, you know, congressional year is over. Yeah. And, uh, and they get back in power. We're fucked. We're all fucked. This is yeah. this is still going according to their plan, the whole thing. And yeah. um, you know, I mean, it's uh, anyway. Listen, that's just my contribution to. By the way, what happened to Camilla Harris? I saw. Did you see Camilla Harris being uh, the vice presidential speech? Did you see that? Yeah, Ma- I, Cam- Kamala Harris. Yeah, Cam- Kamala yeah. Harris. Yeah. yeah, yeah, in in Georgia. Yeah, my yeah. God. She, she looks like they drugged her and put her in the back of a car. I swear to God, Kamala Harris used to be a, like a spitfire. And I saw that speech and I went, what the hell? What is, where's Frank Oz? What, what is she, a Muppet? You know, I mean, really, she just, just looked look. Look, she's got to tone it down because she just makes him look so sleepy. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but she was like bucking for the Mike Pence award, you know? I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 like, yeah. And you're used to seeing this really smart razor tongued debater and now she's like you know it's like she's on some sort of you know <laughs> drug i don't know like lithium you know i was like oh, yeah, yeah. No, she's, she's, i think she's really gotta willie yeah. i think she's gotta hold it down because sleepy because joe she's black and well, we don't want that <laughs> sleepy joe just can't be overshadowed yeah, yeah, but I mean, yeah. look at you know. As I, I love Joe Biden. I'm a Joe Biden fan. You know I am. But if you know, if you have to undercut, you know, like in a pairing, if Joe Biden is the charisma, and <laughs> you have to go lower than that, uh, that that's like liquid paper, man. That's that's like. You know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of liquid right. liquid paper, we lost Mike Nesmith. Oh, we did. We lost our yeah, monkey. Yeah, his mother invented liquid paper, yeah. Yeah, and he was cool. I loved Mike Nesmith. That's a tenuous him. tenuous link there, isn't it? Well, I no, I played uh, I played a Mike Nesmith tune when we left uh, on the week that he died. Yeah, yeah. loved him. Hey, listen, we're going to be back in about a minute. We're going to have uh, – you, well, you got some stuff for us today, I've Randy? got some funnies. i got some funnies. I've got some um, Trump supporters losing their shit, as usual. Oh, good. And good. I've That's also fine. got a great song – uh, Ron Zimmerman, who does great parodies, has used uh, My Girl and uh, done a recording called MAGA. MAGA. <laughs> talking about MAGA. So we'll both listen to those in just a minute. Sounds good. We'll be back in just one second. You got sunshine blown right up your ass. We won the presidential election. We won it big. So you fill the hall with bloodshed and broken glass. I guess we'd say what makes you behave this way, MAGA. You did it for MAGA. They said trial by combat. Trial by combat. And we're coming for you. We're coming for you, and we're gonna have a good time doing they it. They said we're going to the Capitol. Walk down to the Capitol. And I'll be there. Yeah, and I'll be there with you. Of course he wasn't there with you. Oh, yeah. 
say they sent you on a coup that day, MAGA. Sucker for chewing on. That's the poison you've been chewing on. It's a big lie, and it's brought to you by Fox News, the GOP, and you know who. You said stop the steal and ransack the building. You trampled and said don't tread on me. You beat a cop with an American flag. A new sort of democracy. Only no terror and hate will never make America great. MAGA. Talking about MAGA. Talking about MAGA. You got sunshine blown right up your ass. Now your ass is grass. That tax cut for the wealthy, COVID and a Chinese hand. My father was a relentlessly self-improving boulangerie owner from Belgium with low-grade narcolepsy and a penchant for buggery. My mother was a 15-year-old French prostitute named Chloe with webbed feet. My father would womanize, he would drink, he would make outrageous claims like he invented the question. Sometimes he would accuse chestnuts of being lazy, the sort of general malaise that only the genius possess and the insane lament. My childhood was typical. Summers in Rangoon, luge lessons. In the spring, we'd make meat helmets. When I was insolent, I was placed in a burlap bag and beaten with reeds. Pretty standard, really. At the age of 12, I received my first scribe. At the age of 14, as a roastery named Vilma, ritualistically shaved my testicles. There really is nothing like a shorn scrotum. It's breathtaking, I suggest you try it. Ted Cruz for President. Keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle at all times because it's time once again for Randy's Rant. Hello, Kay Randy. <laughs> Actually, it's hard to do this on a beautiful tropical beach here. I know, um, I can see you. Yeah, the, yeah. the waves, and it's just lovely. Um, yeah, it's Randy's Rant, and I really am ranting. I hope you liked MAGA. Uh, MAGA, 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 MAGA. Sunshine up your ass, I thought was hilarious. <laughs> What's yeah. happened to my sense of humor? I, I like This is like the worst <laughs> show. I've used the C word about a billion times for Rand Paul, and I'm fine with it. And you're fine with it. Yeah, I'm fine with it, too. Now, okay, this is my rant, and I'm having a, a, a very particular rant. I'm backing off, it's, man. It's certainly, no, don't back off. Because I want you to contribute to this. Okay. It is, uh, it is on everybody's lips and agenda right now. Okay. Um, it, it, Biden has even given uh, Build Back Better kind of a backseat for this issue. Yeah. And that's voting rights. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, America's in a crisis right now. It is. So what is it this week, you ask? <laughs> It's voting rights. There's a new one every week. Um, now, it's not a matter of being able to vote. It's whether your vote counts or is, in fact, counted at all. Now, like Joe Biden said in the speech yesterday in Georgia, it's no longer about who gets to vote. Laws are being passed that are making it harder to vote. Biden has warned that the nation faces the biggest test 
in its democracy since the Civil War. And that's not, he's not just throwing that away. He's dead serious. Mm. He's urged Congress to finally act on voting rights. Now, states are actually saying, no, we have a right to govern our own voting rights. And you know what? That was how the Civil War started, was not slavery. It was about voting rights. Well, we're, that's we're, also, we're that's also how it... Go on. Do you, do you want me to uh, think? We're oh, re- go on. We're re-arguing something that was actually settled in 1964 with Lyndon Baines Johnson. Yes, which, and also in 1864 when yeah. they uh, they passed the Voting Rights Act then. And this in 1885. Right, yeah. And this right-wing Supreme Court, and you knew we we reported on it in this show. When they dismantled the Civil Rights Act, you knew that this shit was coming, and you knew it was coming from the southern states. Yeah, because oh, and a is, lot of northern states too. A lot of northern anyway, states. 19, Nineteen states. Republican-dominated okay. states. Yeah. Uh, now, um, so like I said, the actual Civil War did start over voting rights, and that's why they seceded from the Union. Now. You'd think that the modern cradle of democracy, meaning America, or they consider themselves, that every citizen would have a right to vote. Yet 19 red states have passed 34 laws in the past year since the election to make it harder to vote. Now, let's look at some of those. Now, after the 2020 presidential election and the efforts to overturn it, many Republican-controlled state legislatures began passing bills to make it harder to vote. Mm. And that many people alleged would be disproportionately deterred would be racial minorities. No kidding. Really? No kidding. Now, one of the ways... But not necessarily uh, uh, blacks or Hispanics or anything. (laughs) One of the ways Jeb Bush gave the White House to his brother, W. Yeah was simply by purging the electoral rolls at the last minute of mainly Democratic voters. And many didn't know until they turned up at the polling place. That's, oh, how, they, the that's how they stole the presidency the first time, by the way. Yeah. They've done in, it in before. Uh, yeah. And uh, Jeb Bush in Florida. Yeah. Now, uh, okay. Now, the GOP claimed that the 2020 election was stolen but they are, in fact, trying to steal the 2022 midterms by preventing many, many, many Americans from voting or having their votes counted. Now, photo ID laws is one way. Uh, most people don't have a photo ID unless they drive. So the elimination of some uh, the same day voter registration, you can't uh, uh, register to vote on the same day you vote. Mm-hmm. You have to come back. Sunday evening voting, uh, Sunday early voting, uh, my father would always go and vote early on a Sunday. Can't do it now in some states. Uh, and it's mainly affecting minorities. Now, it's already hard for many people to vote on the archaic Tuesday election day, mm, mm. which was done for farmers because that was the day farmers went into town. So that's a Christ. throwback. That's a throwback to the 19th century. Okay. Yeah. And hundreds of different electoral commissions operate in nearly every county. Like I vote through the Santa Barbara County Electoral Commission. Yeah. Now, we're kind of lucky in Australia because voting is compulsory, one of three countries in the world. Hmm. Um, You get a traffic ticket if you don't vote. uh, And some people are willing to do that, 20 bucks. Um, But also elections are on a Saturday. That's right. So you have time to vote, yeah. And you're encouraged to vote. It's your social yeah. responsibility to and, vote. And we have a nationwide electoral commission, one electoral commission for the whole country. Everything. Everything that has voted on goes through that. Even my equity ballot. Not, none of year. this 50 different shit. Yeah, know, none of no, yeah. And by the by the way, Randy, can I just say, you know who's yeah, responsible yeah. for for gutting the electoral commissions? Is in America Reagan, yeah, and Bush, yeah. These presidents gutted the electoral commissions. They gutted them, and yeah. they filled the electoral commissions with Republicans. 
This is a long-term strategy. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. knew the demographic was going to change. Now it's and, getting worse. And now that what they're doing is executing what they really want, which is uh, full control. And, and yeah. when I say they, I mean the Republican Party. Exactly. Now, here's another one. Uh, Texas, good old Texas, has banned drive-through voting, which was actually a COVID measure. You could drive through and vote and hand over your ballot. Hmm. Gone. Um, the, uh, uh, as well, they've banned 24-hour voting, which means you can't go and drop off your ballot in the middle hmm. of the night or go and vote. You hmm. can't... Um, Florida has limited ballot drop boxes uh, and added voter ID requirements in Florida. Uh, has also limited drop boxes, as well as banning the handing out of food and water to people waiting in line. I, yeah, fuck them. Fuck them. That's just <laughs> terrible. Now, there is there are two acts before Congress, or they've both been passed by Congress, and they're going to the Senate. One is the Freedom to Vote Act. Now, this is a federal bill uh, re which um, re addresses voter registration and voter access, electoral integrity and security, redistricting and campaign finance. Now, all of those things will be handled by the federal government. If a state wants to change something, they have to apply to the state government, like a lot of those things, like abortion, like all that. Yes, you can apply and we can say, yeah, that's fine. You don't have any of these, uh, you don't have a need for that bill, so it's gone. Now. Well, this is what you had in the Civil Rights Act. Yes, yes, this is that's the, gone now. This is the basically, and the reason the Civil Rights Act was put in was because we went through this shit before. Mm -hmm. And if you think these fuckers ever change, you're delusional. They, I, in 2013. I have, I have lived 62 years, man, and these fuckers never change. They never change. That's why it's really fucking hilarious when these guys sit there and go, well, you know, it's just Trumpism. No, 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 no. This is yeah. Republican fucking policy since Nixon. Hmm. Since now, this Nixon. is one of the reasons the GOP wants to maintain the filibuster, because they can talk this bill out the door, which is unfortunate. Now, there's a second bill named after the late John Lewis hmm. called the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, which is mainly aimed at minorities and African-Americans. Um, it would restore and strengthen parts of the Voting Rights Act of 1965, yep. which was the one we were just talking about, and it's named after uh, John Lewis. Now, both bills have passed the House, but they're being blocked by the Senate, who's got that stupid 60-vote law, that unless they, uh, you get to, <clears throat> unless you get 20 uh, uh, Republicans voting with them, it ain't going to get through. Yeah. And that's really sad. Now, both Biden and Kamala Harris won the 2020 election by more votes than any other president and vice president ever. Okay, now I've got a couple of clips here. One is young uh, Sleepy Joe talking yesterday in Georgia. Yeah. And I'd like you to play that. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, my, my choice for president, but, uh, and mine and mine and mine, uh, we're going for, uh, Joe Biden on the filibuster. So here is today. I'm making it clear to protect our democracy. I support changing the Senate rules, whichever way they need to be changed to prevent a minority of senators from blocking action on voting rights. Filibuster is not used by Republicans to bring the Senate together, but to pull it further apart. Filibusters have weaponized and abused. While the state legislative assaults on voting rights is simple, all you need in your House and Senate is a pure majority. In the United States Senate, it takes a supermajority, 60 votes, even to get a vote, instead of 50 to protect the right to vote. State legislators can pass anti-voting laws with simple majorities. If they can do that, then the United States Senate should be able to protect voting rights by a simple majority. Next few days, when these bills come to a vote, will mark a turning point in this nation's history. We will choose. The issue is.
I'm Blaine Alexander in Georgia, where organizers tell us it's a race against the clock to pass Democrats' new voting legislation. Democracy hangs in the balance. But they're worried President Biden is speaking up too little too late. His Georgia trip marks a return to the state that gave Democrats the Senate majority. But he's being met with an icy reception from some of the very organizers behind those victories. While some voting rights activists are in attendance, others choosing to skip the speech, calling anything short of a concrete plan to pass Democrats' legislation unacceptable, an empty gesture. Georgia has progressively become more progressive, narrowly flipping for Biden in 2020 by less than 12,000 votes. Now, the groups that helped drive record Democratic turnout say to bring voters out again, it's time for a return on their investment. What is your biggest fear if this legislation does not pass? Our biggest fear is we have nothing to say to these voters as to why they should come out again in the midterms and make their voices heard because this administration has given given us no, there's no meat on the bone. Tonight, Republicans are defending Georgia's controversial new voting law slammed by critics as voter suppression. Governor Brian Kemp says it's the opposite. Georgia's Elections Integrity Act makes it easy to vote and hard to cheat. Last year, President Biden told Georgia Democrats electing two Democratic senators would mean a green light for his agenda. The power is literally in your hands. Now the pressure is on from Democrats for him to deliver. So now you can see that um, Georgia, the state that gave uh, Biden and and Kamala the Senate majority or Senate parity, are also giving them the biggest pain in the ass about this voting rights thing. Well, they should be. They they should be pissed off, man, Randy. They should be fucking pissed off always a Sunday because you know, you go back on the shows, you go away with talking. We sat there and said a thousand times, man, if you had any awareness of how Obama was treated, why Mm -hmm. would you ever expect these fuckers to show any bipartisanship at all? And we spent six fucking months learning what we knew already yep now they uh now they talked about this uh georgia senate bill the uh they call it the election integrity act but biden calls this jim crow of the 21st century which is thought and words that's thought and words uh now the the uh the uh, local governor brian kemp uh said that's disingenuous and uh, and completely false. But in actual fact, most of the most of that bill, the integrity bill, uh, goes against voting rights. Okay. Yes, it mandates voter identification that's required for absentee ballots. I had to do that even to get an absentee ballot for here for Australia. So I don't mind that. Mm. But it limits the use of ballot drop boxes for a lot of people who can't get to a voting place. Yeah. Uh, it expands early person voting, which is good, but it bars officials from sending out unsolicited absentee voter ballots. So people have had uh, absentee ballots in the past, like my parents, because they just can't get out on the Tuesday. They they're not they're not going to get them automatically. So they may get to the end and say, "Where is it?" They're also being taken from six months to three months. It's now a three month window for absentee ballots. Uh, they are increasing uh, staff at voter places to try to uh, shorten the lines. That's good, but uh, and equipment. But it's again a crime for outside people to give them free food and water, which I also think is bad. And it also gives Georgia, the General Assembly, greater con- uh, control over administration and vote counting, that's which it. is where they had the biggest pain. That's about. It. 2020. That's it. The county. Yeah. You know, it, it, it is it. This is a slow motion coup. Mm. And this is not a bunch of people who just get really upset and went January 6th up to the Capitol and had a hard time. This is part of a long range plan by the Republican Party to overthrow the government of the United States. Yep. No doubt. Now, I don't know how to put it any more bluntly <laughs> that that that's the kind when somebody tries, you know, like in Game of Thrones, you know, if you if you take a shot at the king, you better get him. Otherwise, yeah. there's hell to pay. And what we have here is 
lack of hell to pay, <laughs> you know, with, well, with that. They're this. saying it's our state. We can do it. Yeah, no. And, and what we don't, the thing is, is that you knew the, that these people were going to do it. You were warned that these people were going to do it. You were told, and I, man, I love Joe Biden. Trust me, okay? Listen, he's had to step into the biggest shitstorm in the world at 78 fucking years old, and I think as a human being, he's incredible. But I also know that this whole idea that, you know, you know, if we just sit down and have a chat, everything will be all right. Yeah. What planet are you living on, man? Good morning, you've, Baltimore, yeah. You've got to fucking defeat these cocksuckers and salt the fucking earth. Yeah. That's what you do. And they'll fucking do it to you, man. They will fucking do it to you. They're not, they can't wait. Yeah. They're planning to. So, with the, you know, trust us. We're not against you. We're just saying you've got to fucking. We don't want to say I told you so. No. We don't want to say it. you got to start fucking doing a jihad. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, I go fucking, you know, I, I keep thinking of that moment in Mississippi burning where Hackman, you know, this guy doesn't want to do anything against the and he's sitting there going, he's like, I won't climb in the gutter. And he's sitting there going, man, you better climb in the gutter because that's where these people live. And if you want to defeat them, that's where you're going to do it. Yeah. Don't bring a knife to a fucking gunfight. And if you can't get this passed, then you better fucking hope that you can get this voting thing passed. Yep. Fuck it. Anyway. Uh, Billy... Can we hand on a high note? Sure. Got any good jokes? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't, man. It's, it's well, really here's, one here's one that's suitable for you and I. Okay. Okay. There's this wonderful old couple. Yes. Celebrating their 50th wedding anniversary. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Almost. Helen and I are almost 50 years. Anyway. So they they went to the pub where they had their uh, their uh, wedding drink. And they went to the pub and they're sitting there having their shandies or whatever it was. And the old man says to the wife, do you remember, you know, 50 years ago when we went out behind the pub and, and uh, fucked each other up against the fence? Jesus Christ. And she okay. says, yeah, I do remember that. And it was lovely. And the husband says, how'd you like to go and try it again? I can't guarantee anything, but let's try it again. Now, the guy sitting at the next table thinks, this is so sweet. This lovely old couple are going to go and try to rekindle their their flame 50 years later. So he follows them outside, and they go around to the back of the pub, and they go up against the fence, uh, and she drops her, her knickers, and he drops his pants, and they start in, and all of a sudden they're going, hell for leather! absolutely hell for leather and he's banging away and she's screaming and shaking and everything and they finally fall in a heap at the end and um they get up and get dressed again and start to go back into the pub and the guy says look uh i have to ask you guys how on earth after 50 years you can still be so energetic in your sex and the, the husband says, well, it was an electric fence 50 years ago. <laughs> it was an electric fence 50 years ago. I got the scars, man. I That's Sorry, funny. Bill. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I hope the listener liked it too. You know, you I'll tell you, man, that's, that's, that, that, <laughs> if that's the line I have to be in for death, I'm in that line. Okay. <laughs> I'm in that fucking line, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Seriously. I've seen death a lot recently. So I just want to say that if I go coming on, you want to be against the electric, basically yeah. great. It's just, you know, that's it. Did anybody that, ever do the electric urinal for you in high school? No. I've oh, out, obviously. You know? Oh no! When because you know they have the elect the, the urinals that are just stainless steel. You just step up to them and and uh, this is for men. Uh, in case the ladies are listening, you just have this big uh, metal wall kind of thing with a yeah. trough. Yeah. So you get up and to urinate. And uh, what we used to do is we used to tape a dry cell battery down the side. You know, uh, you know, a dolphin battery, big square one. 
And people would come, you complete the circuit and they would dance and scream because you can't stop. You this know, is, it's not. This is what it, went on. This yeah. went on at Hollywood High School. This went on. It wasn't Hollywood. It was my high school in Santa Barbara. In Santa Barbara. And, uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, that that's was why the 70s. That's the kids in the 70s were so stupid. Well, that's this why. is our version of a, this is like a taser, you know, except it's, <laughs> it's a taser for your dick. Anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's been so nice to be with you. It has, but I just had to cheer us up because that was so depressing. Oh my god, yeah, no, I know. Listen, I want to say a group of I love yous, I love you, Claudia, uh, my dear friend from uh, New Hampshire. I love her very, very much, and I wish her the best in, in, in what she's doing now. And uh, I, I just, and Laura Linney, Laura Linney, Laura Linney, seriously, but Claudia first. Yeah, and yeah. I, uh, missed opportunities. That's the road you didn't take. What, what Laura Linney? Oh, no, yeah. she didn't even, she didn't know. I think she viewed me as a rather overweight gay man. So you know, <laughs> I wasn't gay, you know, that was just my yeah, curse. I was you were, you were cute. You were a little cutie with a curly hair. And I was an overweight. You know, I was an overweight straight kid who just loved musicals. So you know, there you yeah, go. yeah. In the event of a in the event of war, I'm a hostage. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, folks, oh, uh, listen. We gotta really, say goodbye. It's, good, it's it's great to do this again. We should do it more often. Yeah. Well, listen. We're gonna do it another time before the end of January, folks. I hope you enjoyed the show. We'll yeah. see you next time right here on the Bill Show with Randy. See you later. Yeah. Bye. Bye.